Happy podcast. Welcome to the internet on this very early morning. If this is your first time, you're listening to a Pokemon anime podcast which talks about all aspects of the Pokemon anime, all the characters, all their crazy adventures as we try to chronologically go through uh, the, the main series and Ash's adventures. We got a couple of fun tweets from at AnimeGuy01. The first piggybacks off our Team Rocket discussion. He says, One thing I have noticed with Wobbuffet, he typically appears when Jessie is gloating and gets her back to the job at hand. And I hadn't really thought of Wobbuffet's special skill as being the responsible member of Team Rocket, but that is an interesting observation that Wobbuffet kind of is keeping everybody focused on, on, on what they're supposed to be doing. But it does make a, a sort of sense that w- after all this time, Wobbuffet would have stopped taking Jessie's rant seriously and realized that somebody needs to pull her back out of the fantasy. So I'll definitely have to start paying more attention to that. Anime Guy also commented on the Brawly gym battle episode with, I've thought about it and Nurse Joy can be a bit too mean at times. She jumps to conclusions before being told what happened. And yeah, that is something we've kind of seen out of Joy, all the Joys. For a good portion of the series, when when bad things go down and, and Ashes run into the Pokemon Center with an injured Pokemon, she's usually like, what did you do to your Pokemon? As early as episode two, she was a little bit hard on Ash for that. I do want to play devil's advocate for a second, because I'm not sure if it's mean-spirited. It's like, Nurse Joy has probably seen all all the drama, all the bad things go down. She's probably seen all the young trainers make dumb decisions and their Pokemon suffer, and all the trainers who are maybe more malicious, like that one Damien kid. Like, the Nurse Joy's out in a mountain somewhere. Like, they've seen wild Pokemon being poached and abused. The ones in the cities have probably seen neglectful or abusive trainers Like, it's definitely a flaw in her character that she jumps to conclusions, but there's probably a fair amount of times in her life where those conclusions haven't been wrong, and and Nurse Joy is one of the few adults in a position to say something to the kids, either to lecture them or, or report them or whatever. So she definitely can be mean and jump to conclusions, and I'll never stop calling her out on it when it comes to my baby Ash, but... I have been thinking that maybe that behavior is a little bit understandable, given her position as basically working in a trauma center. (laughs) In other news, um, if you're interested in some of the more technical aspects of the Pokemon anime, like 
when and where Pokemon Movie 20 is going to be distributed so that you can see it and other fun and cool things, you should check out PokePress. They have a a channel on YouTube and Steven has a nice anime update video where he goes through uh, some of the new locations that Pokemon Movie 20 will be distributed in theaters and also info for distribution of the anime episodes themselves. There's good current info, trivia, and history regarding that aspect, and Stephen also has many other videos where he talks with um, musicians and co-writers on such songs as The Power of One. Sometimes he goes to cons and gets videos from there and interviews with the various uh, competitors in the TCG and VCG games. And sometimes he sits down to talk Pokemon music with me. So definitely check out PokePress on YouTube or at their blog page, pokepress.blogspot.com. I'll also have links to that in my blog page, and I'll give you that info at the end of the episode. Today's episode is a little different. We're not going through the main series. We're taking a side trip into Pokemon Chronicles, and we're going to cover the episode Oaknapped. If you're new to Pokemon Chronicles or have forgotten... What that is, is a spinoff of the Pokemon anime, uh, known as Pocket Monster Side Stories, um, that aired on TV Tokyo, and the episodes eventually got compiled in the US under Pokemon Chronicles. Ash is hardly ever in there, Um, sometimes Pikachu shows up in the shorts, um, but usually Ash is a cameo at best, Um, but it follows many of the traveling companions and people we've met in previous episodes, and just... What they get up to in the Pokemon world when, you know, the crazy chosen one isn't crashing their town. Today's plot, we are catching up with the Palatown folks and an old friend of Ash's, an old rival. So let's get into that plot. We open up, Richie has shown up on Professor Oak's doorstep with his Pikachu, Sparky. Tracy answers the door, and while he doesn't know Richie, it seems Ash has talked about him before. So that's nice. Um, Richie's decided to stop by to see the professor to get some Pokemon raising advice, but the professor's not here right now. He's actually doing some TV work on Seafoam Island, uh, but Tracy's gonna try and hail him on the video phone. And when he does, he doesn't get the professor, but DJ Mary. Turns out the professor has vanished. So Tracy does what any good protege would do and treks to Seafoam Island to look for his mentor. And Richie does what any good Ash clone would do and gets involved in other people's business. It's kind of funny. Tracy's presence was actually requested by DJ Mary because they don't actually know why Oak went missing. So a full-scale investigation is going. And Tracy lives and works with the dude. He might have some insight. Of course, his first idea is, I don't know, he's old. You think he might have wandered off for a walk? <laughs> like, but it is a crime scene, so to get Richie in, Tracy pretends that Richie is Professor Oak's nephew. <laughs> Later, he introduces him properly to DJ Mary and Officer Jenny as Ash's friend, the guy who beat Ash. And some of that is for audience benefit, surely, because otherwise I'd be like, can't Richie, you know, define his introduction on his own? Like... We don't need to introduce him in relation to Ash. Um, But I do wonder how much clout that carries. Like, Ash's exploits through Kanto and Johto have got to be legendary at this point. And accepting that one time they blew up a Pokemon Center on the impressive and goodwill side. Like, I'm sure if Jenny Googles that name in her police records, there's going to be a big old file on Ash Ketchum and all the times he saved towns or caught criminals. 
and DJ Mary works for a news and entertainment outlet, like, she's probably tapped into some of those news reports, and both of these women have met Ash personally, so if Tracy says, yeah, this is Ash's friend, in fact, he's even better, I almost believe that the two of them might be like, okay, you take charge, kid, we're fine. (laughs) So, what happened? Well, Richie questions DJ Mary. She and the professor and the film crew started work early in the morning to prepare for a television program that would be broadcast live that evening. And during the lunch break, Mary and Professor Oak planned to go to the cafeteria for lunch. But while waiting for the elevator, a pair of scientists approached. Real funny looking. Suspiciously so, except, remember... Kanto is kind of hurting for scientists that act remotely normal. But they asked to talk with the professor and said they had something rare that might interest him. So Oak hung back to chat a bit and Mary took the elevator down to the cafeteria. But Professor Oak never showed up. That was the last she saw of him. She saved food for him and everything. Officer Jenny did a canvas of the building, but no one's seen scientists like the one Mary described, not even the two security guards. And they've been on duty since the morning and and say no one entered or left dressed like that. So Richie does some more investigating. He, Tracy, Mary, and Jenny all go outside to get a different perspective. That front door is the only way in or out of the building. And I love Tracy. He's like, isn't that a fire hazard? Turns out there are some doors in the back, and you can exit from the roof, but the log reports show they haven't been opened all day, so it really is that one main door, the only one that could have been used. So, time to question the security guards. And it occurs to Richie, if Professor Oak was never seen leaving, nor two scientists, then there must have been a disguise involved. So he asks if anyone's made a large delivery today, like a box or a cart. That way, an unconscious Professor Oak could be smuggled out of the building. And as it turns out, there was a delivery made of a giant stuffed Nido Queen for funniest Pokemon videos. I should point out, if you're a regular follower of the Pokemon uh, TV show, you already know what happened. We're really just hanging in to figure out where Professor Oak is now. Because as the next scene shows, yes, it is a Team Rocket unit, Butch and Cassidy. Members of Team Rocket, rivals to Jesse and James, and pilferers of mottos. Or maybe it's the other way around, it's kind of hard to say. But yes, Butch pretended to be a delivery employee and snuck Cassidy inside the building in the giant stuffed Nido Queen, and then they dressed up as scientists and pretended they had a rare egg from the Hoenn region, knocked Professor Oak out with gas and did their evil version of the motto. And Professor Oak kind of has a moment like, oh my gosh, really? And then he faints. They stuffed him in the Nido Queen and then easily smuggled him out of the building. So now they've got the professor bound and gagged in the back of a semi-truck and they're making a getaway, but not if Richie has something to say about it. The security guard noticed that the truck the delivery workers drove had a pidget on the side, so it's easy for Officer Jenny to set up a checkpoint so the truck doesn't leave. The only road out of town is the bridge, after all. This is an island. Uh, But when some time has passed and the truck still hasn't passed through the checkpoint, it means that, well, well, it means that either the thieves got themselves an Abra or a Pokemon that knows fly, or they're still on the island. So there's a bit more investigative work for Richie to do. He calls out his Talo, Rose, to search the skies. 
And Tracy comments that he thinks Ash caught a Taylor recently, and Richie's like, yeah, Ash and I tend to catch a lot of the same Pokemon. <laughs> that they do. Uh, but hey, this implies that Richie's been to Hoenn. That's cool. And, and really, that bird must be native to Hoenn, because Richie has to explain to that poor Taylor what a pigeon is. If Rose is from Hoenn, like, yeah, it's probably never seen one before. Like, you want me to find what exactly? It's a bird like you! And you know, I, the thought never occurred to me that, yeah, Pokemon in different regions who maybe weren't raised near humans and exposed to a large variety of, of Pokemon from other regions might see a Pokemon from another another region, another part of the world, and be like, what the heck is that? Or more importantly, not know what names the humans were calling the foreign Pokemon. Even if Rose saw a Pidgeot and was like, oh yeah, that's just another flying Pokemon, it wouldn't necessarily know that other humans called it a Pidgeot. Like, really, it's simple, but I've never thought about it. The Pokemon world is a huge place. All the more reason we need to have a season set in the Lapidarian Highlands, aka the world's last unexplored region. Great Arceus above, there will be Pokemon we've not even given scientific names to. Pokemon who don't know their own species name in human speak. Imagine the discoveries. Ah. Uh, but for today's situation, uh, Tracy helps out by drawing a picture of a Pidgeot, and then Rose sets out to search for a truck with that image on it. But while they get that going, Butch and Cassidy flash back. This whole operation started when they were called into Professor Namba's office. He's got a whole Pokemon acceleration project going, trying to figure out how to make Pokemon stronger, quicker, with less training. Since Team Rocket tends to steal a lot of Pokemon and sort of force them into servitude, they kind of can't train the normal way and build bonds with their Pokemon. They need other options. And it doesn't help that grunts are incompetent. Like, wow, Cassidy doesn't look like she passed sixth grade vocabulary. Or she's in some kind of who's on first comedy sketch and didn't tell anyone else. <laughs> I've reached an impasse. Congratulations, sir! <laughs> well, they've caught Professor Oak, so Butch and Cassidy drive the truck to a warehouse with a Skype connection to Professor Namba's lab. And we find that what Dr. Namba wants information on is... The Pokerus virus. Yeah, weren't expecting that to show up in the anime, were you? So in the games, Pokerus is a mutualistic virus where the Pokemon is infected by microscopic organisms, uh, but they don't do anything harmful. In fact, both the virus and infected Pokemon benefit, which is what makes it a mutualistic virus. Um, when infected with Pokerus, your Pokemon get double the EVs from a battle. So once you get an infected Pokemon in your party, you kind of want to spread it to the rest of the team. The whole, the whole PC box, if you can. I've actually never gotten Pokerus once. Not in all my years of playing the game, so I can't speak too much from experience. But, whoa, baby, my Magikarp team could really stand to get sick right about now. Pokerus sounds right up Team Rocket's alley. They don't have to work as hard to train up Pokemon. But Dr. Naba seems like he wants to take it a step further. And he wants to know everything Professor Oak has been studying in regards to the virus. Not content to let nature take its course. And his specimens in the lab of Pokerus have died out. So he needs to know where he can get more of those little micro-beings. Professor Oak isn't going to talk, so Butch and Cassidy get with the torture. 
the sweet melodic harmony of a nail on a piece of glass. The professor manages to hold out and filibuster enough for Rose the Taylor to bring in the cavalry. Richie and the whole Scooby gang descend on the warehouse, and they'll have to battle for the professor, because Butch and Cassidy each grab one of the professor's legs and drag him along the floor as they make their getaway. He's an old man. He, he can't take much more of this. Richie better rescue him. <laughs> Cassidy sends out Sableye, and Richie sends out Sparky. And then Rose takes on Butch's Mightyena, like... Sheesh, everybody is going to Hoenn now. Tracy Scyther gets in on the action, takes on Sableye when it makes a play for Rose. But old man Scyther, awesome as it is, isn't a match for Sableye and Mightyena together. So Tracy has to recall it and leave this to Sparky. At least until Richie can recall his Pokemon and tag in a new player, Zippo the Charmeleon. And this... Well, this episode is already a little funky, but here, a stray spark from the fire gets in Professor Oak's hair, and it kind of raises him from unconsciousness. The, the pain causes him to basically bolt upright and run for it while still being tied to the chair. Basically, he rescues himself, and, and then knocks himself back into unconsciousness by running into a wall. Don't think about it too hard, but now Butch and Cassidy are playing defense. That's what's important. And, and now Richie can shut this party down with Thunderbolts, Fire Spins, just a nice array of Pokemon attacks to defeat Team Rocket and send them blasting off. And, you know, that blasting off has got to be painful. Like, it sure looks like it when they went straight through the wall. But hey, you don't have to go to jail this way. Jesse and James have taken their knocks, but they've avoided more jail time than they have any right to. Like, one of these days, I'm expecting Officer Jenny to be like, Hold up, Ash! How about we don't send them off like a torpedo this time? <laughs> Let me arrest them properly and maybe catch the rest of Team Rogan. Though I'm not sure Ash and Pikachu can always help it. Like, when they're around, explosions just kind of happen. Well... They have rescued the professor just in time for the live broadcast of Pokemon Master Chef. He and DJ Mary teach us how to make food for Pokemon based on their types and the, the types of food that different kinds of Pokemon like. Afterwards, the professor is willing to let Richie stay a few weeks at the ranch if he wants to, to get all the Pokemon advice he wants for evolving his Eevee or whatever else he wants to learn. And it differs a bit from English to Japanese, the translation here, but the professor could use Richie's help too in A, installing a security system at the lab, or B, researching a little bit more about PokeRus, since if Team Rocket is so interested in it, well, might be good to get a jump on that and see what they're looking for. So that's our episode. As with most of the side stories, Pokemon Chronicles... They can sometimes take weird turns, like, some of them are super serious, like Legend of Thunder, and some of them, like, almost seem to be just a step up from the shorts, like, sort of a halfway point between a regular episode and, like, just something like of Meowth and Pokemon. Today's episode is, is yeah, kind of just in the middle there. It's got enough of a plot that it feels like a regular episode, but there's just some... Sometimes it just goes off all cracked and crazy. So, <laughs> but it's fun and it's it's good to see Richie again and getting a mention of Pokeress in the anime is kind of exciting. 
you know, it being nice to catch up with various people, I'm not sure we actually learn anything new about any of these characters or the Pokemon world, um, except for, again, Pokerus. Like, that's the real, <laughs> the real big thing of the day. Well, that and, you know, Ash and Richie catching all the same Pokemon all the time. Way to go, boys. Um, but since I have little more to say on that, I'm going to leave the discussion there. If you want to stay caught up with Peekappy Podcast, you should visit us at peekappypodcast.blogspot.com. You should head on over to Facebook or Twitter for comments or captioning weird screen caps that I find. And as always, you can subscribe on iTunes, Zoom, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time. This has been Peekappy Podcast. Gotta catch them all.